the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory and snacks. And with that, we'll go ahead and get started because that sounds like a good place to get started. So um, we are going to go ahead and start just right off where we left off. So last time we were all together, uh, last few sessions, you guys had plunged into the depths of the Underdark in order to reach the city of Sarthea. You're headed there to confront Rantolf in order to lessen the pressure on Toth and to do Kalimbor's will, which in this case is get some good old-fashioned revenge for Krantha. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, you met up with a dark elf, elf named Lithok, who's been helping you kind of off and on um, since you were in Toth. Uh, and you also managed to receive aid, or so you think, from an Illithid, whose name you don't yet know. Uh, the journey to start creeping the, me out. Yeah, a little the bit. The elephant, the elephant. Uh, no. Um, your journey to Sarthea has been pretty long. Uh, you've recently just crossed the lake to kind of cut some time off. It was going to save you about half a day. Um, when you ran into two aboliths and had a, a fun little fight on the water, you did manage to kill them both. Uh, however, not before one of them managed to infect both Otham and Meep with some sort of disease. Uh, and as a reminder, this disease, it's forcing them to kind of stay in the water. They have to, they're breathing water right now, and their skin has turned kind of translucent and slimy. It's almost like they've got jellyfish skin. Um, they're pretty gross. Um, Lithog left to find, what's that? I said Meep looks better now. Yeah, Meep is something. Uh, Lothok left to find his group's cleric because you guys decided you weren't really in a position to be able to move uh, too far. So he went to get his group's cleric in order to try and help those guys. And you pretty much stayed there a big chunk of the day. Krantha decided that he was going to uh, butcher one of the aboleths and managed to get some a decent amount of, of meat and, and blubber, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, you guys did take a short rest. And you were just sitting down, Krantha was just sitting down with Croker and Otham and Meep. He was going to try a, was it a prayer of healing? What was the spell you were going to try? Good talk. Who, no, who was? Alex I was. He, I, I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I don't sorry. have. I was, on, I was on mute. Yeah. That's okay. I don't have your faces up. I have your, my D&D Beyond up on my screen. Sorry. Hey, well, now you know what teaching's like. Yeah, exactly. Um, so around midday after, uh, after taking care of this, um, he, Krantha just sat down and began this hair of pre- prayer of healing when he was interrupted. There was a huge rumble and a large portion of the ground kind of, uh, shook violently, uh, but in a very kind of defined area. And then the, the rock just sort of fell away and springing from the earth was a giant purple worm. You guys have lovingly been told is referred to as Bessie. And that is exactly where we were going to pick up. So to give you an idea, because unfortunately I don't have a camera, to give you an idea um, of where everybody is before we roll for initiative, um, Roll Thor, you are approximately 30 feet away. Immediately to the south, there is um, water. The water begins about, let's call it 10 feet, 15 feet behind you. And there is a your campfire is, is just off to your right. Uh, Cronthud and Croker, you guys are in the shallows of the water. You guys are about ankle deep in the water right now. Um, and Meep and Otham are just a little bit further out there about waist. Well, Otham's about waist deep. Meep is about neck deep um, uh-huh. in the water. 
you guys are roughly fit between 15 and 30 feet away from Roll Thor, depending on how far. Uh, Croker's the closest, uh, Otham is the furthest. There's a giant abolith carcass just to you guys' right. Uh, that may provide you some cover should you so desire it. And then Brideax, you're quite a ways away. You had moved over. You were kind of exploring a little. You're about 60 feet away to um, from the Abolith, uh, from what we'll call stage right. What questions do you have before we roll initiative? All right. Roll initiative. And I'm trying D&D Beyond's uh, builder here, so I'll just call you out individually. You can just tell me. Um, so, Kronthor, what'd you get? Whoa there. Hey. Hey there, bucko. <laughs> One second. <laughs> I got nine. 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 Right. Roll Thor. Twelve. Twelve. Croker. You're muted, Croker. 22. I was going to joke and say, we'll just assume he got a 21 and go with it if he didn't respond, and I would have been pretty close. You would have been very close. Awesome. Nine. Oh, Jesus, people, come on. And Bright X? Uh, he's, he's not here. This he is exactly Did he drop? Oh, okay. No, he's just not at his seat. Oh, he said BRB. All right, so he, he says got 20, a... He says 20 BRB, so maybe he rolled a 20? Oh, 20 BRB. All right, we'll give it to him. And Meep. 23. Wow. 23. Wow. Jeez, Louise, Meep. No, here's my Way question. to go, little buddy. If I'm exhausted, is that considered an ability check? Is initiative considered an ability check? I guess you know, right? I, I don't think so. I'm not worried about it if it is. All right, so we are going to go ahead and get started here. So, um, Meep, that actually brings you up first. So you are, um, like I say, you're in the water. Where did my ruler just go? Seriously? Um, you are, as far as your range goes, you are about 50 feet away. Okay. Um, well... I'm seeing if there's any thing came out. I'd be freaking out. Uh, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on the creature. Okay. Where did he go? Where did said creature go? There he is. All right. Um, so I get what kind of save do I get on that? You get a deck save. Sweet. Probably good for you. Uh, no, I've my deck sucks. Um, 13. Nope. Dex 16. He All lights right. up with... Interesting choice here because it's like we don't need it to be any easier to see. <laughs> well, you know, I think it gives you advantage though, doesn't it? It does, which is cool. advantage in their attacks. Yeah. All right. Which is very cool. So you cast Fairy Fire and then are you going to move or do bonus action? At that point, I'm going to use... I'm going to move... To okay. a place where I can hide as my bonus action. Okay. And what is your normal moving speed? My normal moving speed is 30. 30. Okay. So 
that gets you just to the edge of the abolith corpse. You're in the water, so you, you there's obviously there's the water penalty well, on that. Well, since I look like an abolith, I will hide like I'm the abolith corpse. <laughs> okay, fair I enough. Fall, I'm going to pull a Empire Strikes Back. All right. Um, and since you are allowed to hide with your bonus action, why don't you go ahead and give me a stealth roll? Ooh, that's not so good. Uh, 16. Okay. All right. Um, Poker. You know, yeah. What? No, I was, thinking, I, I was thinking my movement oh. was, I was thinking my movement was, was slowed, but I'm, I'm now a swimmy creature, so I'm fine. Well, you're not a swimmy creature. You just, um, you just, uh, uh, your, your skin just turned a different color. Well, if I'm in the water, then I'd be moving at half my rate, 15. Right. All right, so how close that is That is correct. Uh, to you, um, you're fairly... He is 40 feet from you. And has it made an attempt to attack us? No, it just popped up out of the rocks so far. Um, but it's, it's... You know these things by reputation to be aggressive. How about Squidworth? Has he done anything yet? Squidworth, you guys, you left him. He's about halfway across the lake just kind of hovering. He's got one of those little, um, uh, oh, I forget what you call them, one of those little brain dogs on his shoulder, and then the rest of them have disappeared, or they're not within your sight range anyway. Intellect devourer. Ah, thank you. That's the one. I like brain dog. I, have, I like brain dog too. All right. So it's you said about forty feet away. Yep. Uh, I am going to cast. Um, shatter. Okay. Should do be. So you need to make a, a con con saving throw. Okay. That is a 15. Uh, so it's a con saving throw of 15. Okay. So you have to do better than 15 or equal to 15? Just have to hit it. All right. So then uh, he takes... Uh, wow, that was suck. Five <laughs> points of damage. Five points of damage. All right. All right. And are you going to take any movement or bonus action? Uh, no, I uh, get my axes ready because I know that's going to happen. Okay. Bright axe. Okay. Where am I in relation to? So you are kind of stage right of Bessie. Um, what did I say? About 60 feet? Yeah, 60 feet. Okay. And there is there is very little in between the two of you. The area you're, I should have described a little better. The area you're in is kind of um, kind of like gravelly beach. So there's a lot of rock. It's not sandy by any stretch, but it's it's like that really kind of fine rough gravel. Um, the water that Cronthud and Croker are in, as I said earlier, is just kind of ankle deep. They were kind of coming up trying to split the difference between the other two guys while Cronthud was attempting to um, do some healing. So it's kind of packed where you are. You can run on it. There's no movement penalty or anything like that. Um, it's by no means, like I say, it's by no means sandy, but it's beachy sort of. 
Okay. Um, and I'm 60 feet away. Roughly, yeah. Dang it. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Has anybody hit it yet? I don't remember hearing anybody hit it yet. No, uh, it's been... Yeah, I up. hit it. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You hit it with your shatter spell. Oh, he shattered it. Okay. Didn't the fairy fire hit it too? Yeah, the well, fairy yeah, fire. Yeah, but hit I mean, it. it's it's glowing. Oh, that doesn't really do any damage. A, wasn't a damaging thing. Okay. Um, I think I will not necessarily charge straight in yet. Okay. Because this thing's pretty damn big. Much it bigger is. than I probably am used to addressing. It is. So I'm going to stay back where I am right now, and I'm going to go ahead and fire off a um, uh, Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Okay. All right. Who's nose whistling? <laughs> Okay, uh, 24, 22, and 21. All three hit. Okay. And now I've brought attention on myself. You have. I appreciate that. Oh, shit. Okay. So that is 9, 9, and 5. So 23 points of damage. Okay. Kaboosh! And... I think. Um, you gotta get bonus actions. I don't do right now. I don't think I want to bonus action anything. Okay. Hang tight. You didn't. You didn't take any movement, right? You said you stayed where you were. Uh, you know, I think I might actually back up a little bit. Back up a little bit. Okay. So yeah. if you. If you back up, that puts you just in. If you back up about 10 or 15 feet, that puts you just in the, the shallow part of the water. Okay. All right. That works. Very good. All right. As you guys are looking at this thing, so it has just popped up out of the ground. It is writhing. You can see the big circular maw um, and the teeth just kind of working, almost like shark's teeth where they kind of work together in waves to, to grapple and, and grasp at things that it wants to draw in. Um, it looks really slimy, and you see off of it um, almost as though they are, uh, uh, oh, my God, what do you call it when a, a creature lives off of another creature? Um, Alex, Parasitic. Thank you. Par parasitic, yes. Yeah. Parasitic is what I was oh, looking for, but I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah. either one. Um, you see drop from it um, one, you see a big old hunk of slime. It's almost like a big old snotty thing of mucus go up over its head. It doesn't come from inside of its mouth, but it drops over its head and lands on the ground in front of it. And then the same thing happens sort of off to either side. And these big piles of mucus kind of form up into themselves and they are roughly cube-like in nature. Um, they're about a meter and a half tall. Well, they're about a meter and a half every way. Um, you recognize them immediately. They're, they're gelatinous cubes. Um, and one of them starts moving toward 
it's going to start moving toward the guys who are ankle deep in the water. It doesn't get very far. It's pretty slow. Um, so Cron Thud and Croker, it is you guys are about 10 or 12 feet from the fire that you guys had started earlier to cook on. It is just on the other side of the fire. It being the gelatinous cube. That just one. Just one of the okay. three. Yes. Oh, one yeah, of I rolled, the three. I, I rolled I did... them separately into initiative. There are three, but only gotcha. one of them has moved okay. so far. I thought you said there were more than one, but yes, there are. There there's are only three. one real close to us. That is correct. Okay. Imminent threat. That is correct. Roll okay. Thor. All right. So the one that's moved, are they still pretty close together, though? Um, they are. I'm assuming the, one, the two are still close to the main one. The one that's moved is one. I, is how close is it? The one that moved was the one from the middle. So there's one on either side of this thing. So they're a little far apart from each other. You are roughly what is that? Five, ten, fifteen. You're in the fifteen to twenty foot range away from the one that moved, and you are in in the about the same range to one of the other ones but they have probably 15 or 20 feet between them all right so but all four of those creatures are within 20 feet of each other is my i guess is my main question they the worm and the two off to the side definitely are i'm looking yeah the other one is just barely but yeah all four are within 20 feet of each other all right, so I'll toss a fireball right into the middle of them at fifth level. Okay. And that is a, what is that, a deck that saving a throw? deck save. Okay, so Bessie gets an 18. And the gelatinous cube. Oh, God, they're terrible. Uh, fails. Fails big. And a 14? 14 fails. So 14. Okay, so all three cubes fail. Yeah. Uh, so that would be 42 points of damage. Whoa. Total. Dear Lord. That's the total. So then half of that for whoever saved. Right. Whoever had the 18 saved. That was the worm. Okay. Thankfully. 42. Hey, Chappie, I sent you a message. We have a chance to read. Okay. All right. Are you going to take any movement or bonus action? I have no bonus action. Um, I'll move away, if I can, the opposite direction of wherever they're going. Okay. And how far is your movement? Thirty. Okay, I literally have you on the very, 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 very corner of the map right now. So okay. if you move much further back, you're just going to fall off and we'll have to play it by ear. Yeah, it is a flat earth. So. It is a flat earth. That's right. You'll just, you'll fall infinitely. Right. Okay. Um, so the worm is very disappointed nobody came in and decided to go melee on it. Um, let's see. It is just going to truck straight on. It's a little pissed at you, Rolthor, because you just lit it up even worse than he did, or at least as bad as he did. He gets just shy of you. You have baited him down into the corner of the map. 
And he is going to whoops. Um, he is going to try and bite you. Yeah, that's all he's going to do. Well, that's not all he's going to do, but I'm going to try the bite first. That is going to be, that's going to be pretty good. I probably hit you. That's going to be a, oh yes, uh, 32 to hit. Just barely. <laughs> Just barely got you, right? Uh, you almost got him twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be 27 points of piercing damage. And then I need you to make a uh, dexterity saving throw. All right. You said dexterity saving throw? That's correct, sir. That would be 15. 15 fails. So all of you kind of watch as you see the worm, you see this fireball or fireball rather, um, light up and the gelatinous cubes, basically they, they almost half melt. Like they are, you can tell right away that he's done serious damage and it's actually, it's less melting and more just kind of shriveling up. Um, he really damaged all of them. The worm did not take a ton of damage. Um, you were kind of surprised by how little it took in fact. Uh, um, but it was pissed and went rolling over told Rothor, told towards Rolthor, launches up and goes to bite down on him. And all you guys see from your perspective is his mouth just goes straight over Rolthor and comes back up and Rolthor is no longer there. He has been swallowed. So I am inside the beast, right? You are inside the beast. That is correct. I'm he, going to he's pulling a Drax. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do my one and only bonus action that I have that's worth it's, anything. It's not your turn for a bonus action. You can only do a reaction at this point. Oh, that's why I meant a reaction. Okay. I'm going to do reaction. I can cast Hell's Rebuke as a reaction if I take okay. damage. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now and see if I can burn my way out of here. Um, Get him to puke you up. Yeah, or that. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, this is going to suck. 12. That does not work. Okay. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. And what type of damage is that? Fire. Okay. Wait, let me make sure that is actually fire. Yes, fire. Okay. All right. So you light up this thing on the inside. You see... As you light it up, there's not much you can see. I mean, it's literally pitch black in there, but you see just a lot of, of, of red around you. You can tell you've, you've lit up like inside of, if not its stomach, some sort of sack that is in there to, to um, hold you. Uh, um, let me look. Okay. And it is still, though, it is, you are still swallowed and you are restrained. Okay. Um, awesome. So I am, you said the, uh, 
the, the one of the cubes, one of the gelatinous cubes is closer to us. It's just on the other side of the fire from you. It's probably, let me grab my ruler. I'm going to say 20, okay. 25 feet from you. That's fine. Um, I am going to cast Moonbeam on it. Um, so I, I go, Rayon de Lune, and uh, wave my hands around a little bit, and a silvery beam of pale light shines down. So, And I think we established that it doesn't take the damage until it moves into, or when it starts its turn in the in the, that light. Start of its so, next turn, yep. Yeah, so I cast that, and I'm kind of hanging out at the moment. That's what I got. Okay. And I, I'm sorry, I do a what save? Sorry, Aiden was talking to me. Um, con, con save at the beginning okay. of its turn. Okay. All right, so you... <laughs> Light this up. Oh, do I have the right thing? I do have the right thing. Okay. And it's not a shape uh, changer, right? It's not considered a shape changer. Uh, no, it is not. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay. And are you going to take any movement or any kind of bonus action? Um, it, you said I could hide behind the uh, the carcass there. Is that yeah, close you, enough I can get to? You were close enough. You were closer than Meep, actually, so you can get to that, yeah. Okay. You'll be just on the other side of him, and you guys are just kind of ducked down behind the carcass of the thing. That is what I will do. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right, Kronthod. So how far away from me is the worm at this point? The worm is 25 feet from you. Oh, Fine. I will cast Toll the Dead on it. Okay. You do a wisdom saving throw. 16. Yeah, that's a 7. Purple worms are known for their intense wisdom. That's right. It's true. Uh That's why I go for it. I did a total damage of 11. Okay. And what type of damage is that? Uh, Necrotic. All right. And then, um, as a bonus action, I will just do nothing. Um, I would like to move uh, away from that gelatinous cube that's in the moonbeam. from the gelatinous moonbeam? Yeah, the gelatinous. Yes, the, cu- the cube that is in the moonbeam, which is the closest one, right? It is, yes. So you can go one of two ways. You can go toward the worm or you can go away from the worm. Either way, you're kind of following the coastline. So you can go toward Bright Axe or toward the worm. Um, I will go toward the worm. Okay, and how, how far ha- would you like to move? How far away am I from the worm? Can I get all the way to him? Uh, what's your movement? 25. You can just get to him, yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you are right up on him. Okay. Are you going to put hooks in him and ride him? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, I have to put on my, uh, my uh, vocal device first. 
Ah, uh, yes. And then and I, might be, I might and be, yes, and I might be yelling, Muadib! <laughs> and assless chaps. That's right. <laughs> oh, I was already no, wearing he, those. Yeah, he always has those on. <laughs> All right. I'll say it. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, I am a priest. No, I'm just, damn it. <laughs> no, I'm going to hell. Wow. Yeah, it's all right. And, Whoa. okay, just to make a mark there. There we go. <laughs> no, that has to stay in. All right. So the other gelatinous cube or the next gelatinous cube uh, moves up as well. It is, these things are basically move straight forward in a, in a line. So all three are kind of a straight line behind the fire at this point. Uh, and they are moving still, they are moving toward Croker, uh, who is the only one left on the shoreline at this point, who isn't hiding behind the Aboleth carcass. Um, but they don't move very fast. You don't have to, I mean, judging by what they've done so far, uh, they are not going to be able to make it to you on their next turn. Probably the turn after that, they would be able to get to you. So just an FYI, I kind of figured. Um, that brings us around to the top. Meep, what you got? Okay, so I'm gonna pop out from my hiding place, both pistols that are now soaking wet crap. Okay, forget that. I pop out with my hand crossbow. Okay. I stick it here, and I'm gonna take two shots with uh, the hand crossbow at the uh, purple worm. Okay. Ping, ping. Now I gotta ask with the hand crossbow, am I allowed to take two shots? Or am I one shot and then I have to grab something else and attack with? Um, are you proficient? I'm proficient with a hand you... crossbow, but I have no feats towards using it. Um, Nick, do you know that one off the top of your head? I, I don't remember. I think if, if you're proficient, you can get two shots off, can't you? All right. I'll do a hand crossbow and I'll throw a dagger and I'll look okay. it up. How about that? Okay. So I'll go for my first shot with the hand crossbow. Twelve. Okay, yeah, that's not gonna do it. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw a dagger. Of course I do. Twenty-five. Uh twenty-five's gonna hit. Okay. Um is either one of those sneak attack or not? I don't He's think doing the flushing noises. That would be um, uh Mr. I'm sorry. as well. It's my water bong, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Is right? Is anybody? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Guys. Yeah, Kron, nobody Kron hears you there, so Bright you, You've been muted the whole time. Kron Thud is with him, so you get, you do get sneak attack on that. Okay, gotcha. So that's seven. Those are the health potion dice that are on D and D Beyond. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's eighteen points of damage. What type of damage? Eighteen points of normal, just dagger damage. Okay, piercing. Yeah, piercing. Sorry. Okay. And then I'm going to drop my steel defender and put him into action for my bonus action. Okay, uh, Croker, you're on deck. So Meep, what is what is he going to be doing? Uh, he's going to basically give disadvantage on attacks against me by basically blocking for me. Okay. All right. So you drop him. Um, and he's, he's, you know, metallic in nature, uh, but he drops and just goes straight to the bottom, which is not that far. Um, but he is, because he's half of your height, he's submerged, just so you know. Well, I mean, I would have thrown him to a point where, like, he could have landed. I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm, 
I ran over by the Abolith, so I can't picture how deep I am. But I You're... would throw him to a point where he would add a distraction. Can I throw him on land five feet away from me, or am I farther than that away from the... Uh, you are probably 10 feet away from land. Then I, I wouldn't throw him at all because he'd be okay. no good for me. So okay. I'll, just, I'll, I'll hide instead. Okay. Um, I'll give you a stealth roll real quick. So that's going to be a 14. Okay. Croker, you're up. All right. So I am. So the gel, gelatinous cube is closest to me now at this point. So all three are almost directly in front of you, although there's about um, five feet in between them. But they mm -hmm. are basically a straight line. There is the campfire that you guys started um, right in front of the middle one. So he's going to have to maneuver around that somehow. But the other two, if they were to head kind of at an angle straight towards you, they've got two, maybe three moves before they got to you. They're slow as shit. All right. I'm going to try Toll the Dead on the one that looks the most damaged. They are all equally damaged. They are all, and they all look um, hurt. All right. A little so shriveled. Um... Left, right, or middle? I don't care. Yeah, let's go left. Okay. So you have to roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gelatinous cubes are known for their wisdom as well. Uh, exactly. Uh, actually, it's not too bad. Uh, but with the negative modifier, it's a 16. Well, he passes. So, You still do half damage? Yeah. So, uh, and that's an odd number. So, uh, now I got to do math in my head. What was the number? 25. 20, 25? Jesus. Well, because okay. he had damage, it's a D12 instead of a D8. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, um, that one's looking pretty hurt, actually. So, that is the one to your le furthest left is and closest to the worm um, is looking really hurt. Now, so then, quick, quick question, Croker: Is that a cantrip? Yep. Aren't cantrips normally all or none, not half damage? Oh, what does it know. say, Croker? What does it I'm say? I'm reading it now. Oh yeah, I guess it is all or none, so no damage. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, no, so that's then, uh, You know what? I just run. So I will go hide behind the. Put some distance between me and everything. Okay, so you, you are so if you go stage right, that is toward Brightaxe. If you go stage left, that is toward the worm. I'm assuming you're going to go toward Brightaxe. Yeah, I do not want to okay. go towards the worm. All right, so that's going to. And what's your movement? Forty. Uh, thirty. Okay. All right. So you are just, you're still on the shore side. Uh, the Abolith is about 10 feet away from you, slightly deeper in the water, just on the other side of that are, are frickin' frack who are both diseased. And I'm going to say Brightax, he's roughly 40-ish mm, feet from you as well, um, further on in the direction that you were running. Uh, speaking of Brightax, you're up. unmute we'll unmute first uh so my recollection from description the, has the worm moved it has yes it went over okay. and deep throated roll thor okay so um did you did you just say that i was like 40 feet from him 
No, you're 40 feet from Croker. You are oh, okay. a long way from the. Uh, hang on, you are. I was. I was like 70 feet. Yeah, it's further now. It's 65, 75, 85, 95. You're about 95 feet from it. I guess I'll go ahead and just uh, Eldritch Blast him again. Okay. Because I can do that staying at a distance. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Okay, so my lowest is a 19. 19 just hits. Okay, so all three will hit again. And that's 21 points of damage. Okay. Um, you hit him, and he kind of shrieks. Ooh, it's a shrieking um, meal. He just shrieks and, and turns just slightly to face kind of you guys' direction. He had been facing away from you. Yeah, well, you know, trade-offs. Uh, he has turned, just so you know, he has turned. He is now facing you. You were, were kind of looking at his side. He is now facing you. Uh, not that there's a ton we can do about that now. Um, did you have any other – did you want movement? Did you want anything else? Just as a reminder, guys, we do have advantage in all attacks. And he can't see you. He does not. He's not looking at you. Who's not looking at who? Oh, I'm not. I don't have you guys on my screen. Jeff is not looking oh, at anybody, yeah. so he can. Sorry, see I have your... D&D Beyond. Oh, no. Sorry, okay. no. That's all right. All, all right. right. So, at this point, the gelatinous cube that is most hurt is moving towards Cronthud. Cronthud, uh, he gets to within about 10 feet of you, but he is not a, a danger yet. The middle one is going to move toward Croker, but it's still plenty far away. And then it is Rolthor's turn. Rolthor, you are inside of this big bitch, and you are restrained. Make sure there's nothing else you need to know before I let you do your, your movement here. And neither of those that just took their turn, they're not the ones that are closest to me, right? The one that I put the moonbeam on? Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good call. Yes, one of them is. Um, and sorry, you had to do the a what? Theater, a deck save? Yeah, deck uh, No, 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 con save. Okay, well, he rolled a natural one, so fuck him anyway. Outstanding. So that is going to be 40-10. Where are my 10s at? Um. Yeah, that's all right. So, yeah, the theater of the mind is is uh. No, I got you. I got you. All right. So that is, oh yeah, uh, nineteen, sixteen, twenty-two points of damage. Okay. Um, and he is also looking very hurt and dehydrated. You, you really, you kind of zapped a lot of the energy out of him. Um, mm -hmm. But he's he's still he's still there, but he's not feeling good. Okay. All right, and then roll Thor. Um, let's see. He didn't take thirty. Okay, roll Thor. You're up. All right. So out of care, I mean, this is not some sort of like is any. It's not an ooze, is it? That we're that I'm stuck inside. It's just a giant. No, you're inside worm. of the worm. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Yeah. All right. Um, in that case, I... 
I will cast uh, Fireball up towards the way that I came in and see if I can create myself an exit and get out. Okay. What are the what are the rules yeah. for restrained? Well, I just looked at the restrained, and since I'm not doing um, any type of combat, I have zero speed. I'm not trying to move. Um, I have a disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, and my attack rolls have disadvantage. Okay. So I didn't think that was pertaining to me too much since I'm not doing any of that really. And he's just making up no, saving and throw. You being inside of this thing, I think just thematically, um, I'll take away the disadvantage on that. Because um, you were going to get advantage for a hit anyway, no matter what. So you'll just make a straight roll. Oh, no, actually, I make a straight roll. What am I talking about? And, um, and I'm, just so you know, because I'm dying to get out of here, I'm going to cast it at my sixth level. Okay. Holy shit. Um, I have a negative two dexterity modifier, which makes my roll zero. Does that mean he just automatically dies? No, that's not what that means, but uh, <laughs> this is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to use my dice calculator here. Do you need me to run some dice down to you, Voss? No, no, I'm using my, I'm using the app. All right, so that's eleven. All right, so what is it? A uh, dice DoorDash? Yeah, yeah, right. Dice dash. Um, Otham, just uh, a note: as soon as he gets done with this, it'll be the worm's turn. Then it's your turn. And then Kranta, do you follow Otham? So after I add my bonus, it is fifty-two. Jesus. All right, so with 52 points of damage, he definitely took over his damage, so you need to make a con saving throw. I do? No, I do. Oh, okay. Oh, which I fail. So, you spark off this fireball. Now, you have basically lit this thing on top of you so i know you're fire resistant but you're going to take uh whatever damage that that inflicts uh your your half damage yeah and then you will the the thing moves violently and you feel it start thrashing back and forth and back and forth and all of a sudden um you just you go from seeing so you see total black you light off the fireball and everything just goes red in front of you, and you burn yourself actually fairly decently badly, even though you're fire-resistant. And then all of a sudden, it's just light and slam onto the rock, and you fall as this thing has just thrown you up. Um, Kronthud, make a constitution saving throw, or make a dexterity saving throw, rather. Uh, you said you said wisdom saving throw, right? I said uh, dexterity saving throw. Damn it. Good, good try. I heard hey, wisdom. You, real quick. Oh, so I, 17. I okay. I'm taking half damage off that 52 that I did, correct? That's correct. Okay. All right. So you, Kronthud, um, it's interesting from where you are because right. you see this worm turn towards you, and then all of a sudden there's this huge glow inside of its chest, and you kind of see the, the, the shadowy outline of Rolthor. Um, inside of this thing, you see his horns and his tail and his two fingers, his two middle fingers are up, which I assume is how he casts fireball every time. Um, and then all of a sudden the, the worm just pukes him up right next to you and he lands 
right between you and that gelatinous cube that was coming up at you, like literally right next to it. Um, and then just smoke and fire and bile kind of comes out of this worm's mouth. Um, and it lulls its head just a little bit. And it is, uh, it is, it's still looking pretty hardy, uh, but you could tell that did some damage to it. He did not like that very much. I expected, the, I expected these cubes to be gone by the time I got out of here. Um, you say that to me? You're right the only you? one next to me, yeah. I was trying to save you, but now you can save me. Go ahead, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rolthor, you also notice just because I don't remember if I mentioned it the first time, um, the fire that you used, um, while you did hurt him and it was enough for him to kind of hack you up, um, it did not do as much damage as you expected it to. So just bear that in mind. All right. Um, all right. It is the worm's turn. <sighs> it is still not very happy. You haven't attacked it yet, right, Cronthon? Correct. You haven't, not yet. you haven't hit it yet? Okay. No. Um, it well, is I did, going but to... from far away. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay. It is going to take a bite at you. That hits. It's 28. So that's going to do... Where my D8s go? Nine, ten. I did not roll very well. Nineteen points of damage, of okay. piercing damage. Gotcha. And then I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Nineteen. All right. So you see Rolthor hit the hit the dirt right next to you, and you guys have your quick little interaction. And then you look up and you see this thing, and it's got kind of smoke coming from between its lips. Um, it looks down at you, and you just see the eyes just kind of squint. And then it just comes down on you with those teeth, and they grab into your body about waist high. And really, they, they get you right in the seam, kind of where the, the, the chest piece to your armor um, meets the belt. It just kind of gets right in there and tears kind of your skin quite a bit. Um, and then he uh, – but he does not quite he, – he picks you up, tries to swallow you. It doesn't quite do it. And as he thrashes, he comes back down. You land on your feet right back in front of him. Um, you have uh, barely um, succeeded in your uh, in your throw there. <coughs> okay. Um, it is then going to use – it's going to take its second attack, and it is going to, with its tail stinger, it's going to hit at Rolthor, who is prone. Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, I rolled piss on, on that. So, um, Rolthor, you see coming down at you, you see this as, as Krantha lands next to you and kind of almost doesn't quite but almost takes a knee, you see the stinger coming down at you and roll just to your left and clack. It hits the rock right next to you and kind of buries itself into the kind of dirt and grime of the, uh, of, of you know, what, what is probably surf at high tide. Um, it is then... Nope, it's going to stay right where it's at. Awesome, you're up. So I'm going to move uh, the moonbeam over onto that same gelatinous cube. Okay. And that's my action. Okay. Stay, you take any movement or bonus? Okay. Uh, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Krantha. 
I am going to unmute myself first. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to start costing you guys bonus actions. <laughs> the, hey, at least I did it myself instead of anybody else saying it. That's right. That's uh, right. <laughs> I am going to pull out Ton Thanato two-handed. Wait. Yes, two-handed. And okay. I am going to try to smash it twice. Okay. You have advantage on both strikes, don't forget. Yes. I don't think I need an advantage on That's this, rule this 20. I got a 19, but close. Uh, 19. 20, well, it's 27, actually. Okay, that hits. And then my second one is only a 21. Still hits. All right. Um, okay. Now I am going to charge my first hit with a spell. I assumed you would. I'm going to do a fourth level spell. I can't remember how many or what dice is that a D eight? Yeah. 2d8 plus. Okay. 32 for the first hit. Yo. And what type of damage is that? That is uh, radiant damage. Okay. And the second. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't 32. I forgot to add my. 37. Forgot to add my strength. Okay. And then the second one, I am not going to pump, but I am going to activate the hammers one spell since I did not do it with the Abolith. Okay. So the damage, the initial damage of the hammer itself will be 13. And then I had put in. Um, Vampiric touch. Okay. So that is going to do a total of 11 damage. All right. And that's, uh, if you need it, that is uh, necrotic. Thank you. That's actually helpful. Okay. All right. So um, after all of that, so that thing bites you, picks you up, slams you down on the ground, and is just looking a little haggard, but very angry at you. And you kind of give it this look of, bitch, my turn. And you just whack, whack, and really hit it. Um, and you have done, again, it looks pretty hardy yet, but you have done serious damage to it. Um, it it's, uh, he's, he's, he's looking bruised and beaten, but still very much in this fight. And then as I do that, some of that energy goes back into me and heals me six points. Okay, lucky you. Because of Vampiric Touch. Okay. Um, next up is the final gelatinous cube. It is going to move toward Croker. And just ever, I think they're just going to chase you around the board all night, Croker. I don't know that they're ever going to catch up to you. All right, back up to the top. Meep, you are up. Croker, you're on deck. All right, I'm going to pop out again with my hand crossbow. And when the worm rears up after getting hit by Alex, I'm going to take two pot shots into its mouth in the upper gums. Okay. Into the tissue. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I turned off my sound now, so we shouldn't hear that water stuff. Let's 
17 for the first one. It's a miss. And 18 for the second one. All right. So you kind of sneak out from around the Aboleth corpse and plink, plink. Um, and both of them, the, the first one goes just slightly wide. The second one you aim just a little bit better, but it's still, it looks like it's dead on. And in fact, the thing just nods a little bit and it hits a tooth and just kind of splinters the bolt. It doesn't do any ah. damage to him. All right. I go back into hiding. Okay. That's about all I can do. And I hide with a 22. All right. Croker, you're up. Bright X, you're on deck. Uh, question real quick, DM. Um, at the beginning, I was doing my prayer of healing. Mm-hmm. Did I do I lose a spell for doing that? Do I did I not? I didn't get it done, or did I get it done? Um, you did not get it done. He interrupted right. you. Okay, right. so so does it cost a, ca- a spell slot? Um, I think raw it does, but I really don't care to be honest with you. So don't worry about it. Okay, thank you. Um. That would be kind of a dick DM move just to pull up in the middle of your spell like that. <laughs> um, Croker, you're up. Bright X, you're on deck. All right. I cast Witch Bolt at the thing coming closest to me. The gelatinous cube? Yep. Okay. Uh, 25. That's a 25 to hit? Yeah, that, that hits. Mm-hmm. Like three times. <laughs> well, it does 13 points of damage. Okay. And then I uh, continue to slowly back away. Oops, I did that on the wrong one. Hang on. It was 13, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you do that. You're getting ever closer to Brightax. All right. Blink. Brightax, you are up. Uh, roll throw, there's a few monsters, but then it's you. Okay, what's, uh, what's my distance now? Has it moved? It has not moved since last you did it, so it's whatever I said, 95 feet, I think. Okay. Um, I'm going to do it again. Okay. Um, and we still have advantage, right? I think so. You haven't taken any damage, right, me? But it's a concentration spell, so yeah. Yep. Okay, so those will be three hits again. All of them over 19. Okay. And that's another 21 points of damage. Okay. I don't think Brad X is having as much fun as usual, but he's learned a thing called tactics. Makes me kind of sad. Something, you know, something about the whole this thing is like ten times my size makes me not want to run in right away. But it it wanted to eat you though. All right, um, and yet and yet the little dark gnome decided to run in. Hmm. <laughs> Are you swinging a swinging a uh, thing at it? Uh, I'm swinging my hammer at it. Okay. I, I am going to move closer, though, because 95 <laughs> feet is away is just way too far away. I'm going to take my full 40 and get closer to it. Full 40. Okay. Okay. That puts you about 10 feet in front of Croker, and it puts you about 10 or 12 feet away from um, the stage rightest most gelatinous cube. You're in no danger of it grabbing at you right now. 
Okay. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of gelatinous cubes, the one closest to roll Thor is going to move. Is it beginning its turn? Uh, yeah, this is not the one that you have the moonbeam on, though. Okay. This is the leftmost one. You have the moonbeam on the middle one. Aha. Uh -huh. um, so it is going to basically just ooze over you. That is going to be a 16 to hit. Does it hit? Who? Hello. Yeah, who? Rolthar. You're muted. Yep, that, there you that go. hits. Okay. All right. So it just kind of gets on top of you and starts humping your face. Um, nice. And is going to do... Yeah, I thought you'd like it. And it feels very... Familiar. Interesting. <laughs> All right. It's going to do 10 points of acidic damage, and then it engulfs you. Um, you... All give me a dex. Give me a dexterity saving down. throw. Give me a dex saving throw. Nineteen. Nineteen save. So you can either be pushed five feet, um, or you can enter into the cube. It's your choice. I don't know why you would want to enter into it, but yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll go back five feet. Okay, so it actually pushes you right up against Kranta. You guys are basically inhabiting the same space right now. Um, you are right on top of each other. Hey, right. get off of me. That's right. Uh, and then I turn comes, and look over and I go, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> now comes the other cube. Um, this is the one, uh, uh, Matt, that you have in your moonbeam. Yep. Con saving. That is a natural 20. Finally. Oh, well. Finally. Yeah. Well, um, that's going to be hang on because he's probably a shitty con. Um Oh, I lied. He has good con. All right. So, yeah, it's, it comes up to a 25. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, he is going to take half of... Uh, that's 11, 19, 25, half 25, 12 points of damage. Oh, you just got him. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. In a row with a kill. Wait, oh. wait, no, wait, 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 wait. You said he oh, takes wait, wait, two. wait, wait, you, wait. You halved it. I forgot. Forgot to have it, so that's uh, twelve points of damage. You did not get him, but he is feeling real fucking bad. Ah, it is a shriveled up lump of goop right now. It's kind of like Happy Fun Ball right before it goes nuclear. Gotcha. All right, roll through. Do not taunt Happy Fun Ball. All right, roll so, and Autumn, right. you're gonna be after the worm. All right, so everybody's kind of moving around. So uh, how are they like lined up? Are they close to you? I know there's the guy right in front of us, but so yeah, the the you are prone next to Crontud. There is a gelatinous cube literally pushing you into Crontud, right. and there's the worm right there. If you kind of put your head up and look, uh, what you're seeing is the campfire and then two gelatinous cubes right next to each other. You're seeing Bright Axe coming at it. You're seeing Croker right behind him. You don't see me because he hit like a motherfucker, but you do see Autham right behind the Abolith body. Think, think kind of like hiding behind a whale, basically. Okay. So if I do Lightning Bolt, I should be able to hit both the Gelatinous Cube and the Worm. What's the range on Lightning Bolt? The range on Lightning Bolt is... 
100 feet long, five feet wide. Yeah, now those are in opposite directions of each other. Oh, wait, you mean the one right next to you? Right. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about the other two. Um, yeah, oh yeah, you can get them for sure. Okay, so I'm going to do lightning bolt at those two at fifth level. Okay. Uh, uh, so it's a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Uh, Bessie rolls a seven. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that doesn't do it for her. That does not mm -hmm. do it. And the other rolls a 19, but has a negative four deck, so that's a 15. Ooh, so that does not do it either. All right. Okay. What kind of damage are we doing here tonight? A negative four dex? Is that on a gelatinous cube? On a gelatinous but cube, yeah. Still, that's crazy. <laughs> 42. 42 points of damage. Okay, and that was the leftmost cube. So the, that cube is dead. Am I now wearing gelatinous cube? Uh, no, he, it was the one furthest from you. So bits of it kind of hit at you or close to your feet um, and intimidate the other gelatinous cubes as though they could be intimidated. But you are not wearing gelatinous cube. And then, okay. I'm sorry, how many points did you say? 41? 42. 42. Okay. And you notice this fucking worm lights up way more than you expected it to. Um, and lightning kind of crisscrosses around its eyes. It follows it up and down the carcass, or not the carcass, but the, but the body. Um, it jumps from between the kind of the plates that, that cover its different, uh, uh, different sections. Um, and you have, you have lit it up real good. What else are you going to do? Well, I really can't go anywhere. So I got, I got gelatinous cube on one side and, on the other so i'm just gonna okay. hang out okay so bessie as a reaction um is because you guys are right there she just pukes this nasty green bio-like substance mm -hmm. it is gonna go out it is only gonna hit the two of you everybody else is safe um but you guys are in its cone and I need you to make constitution saving throws. So that's Kronthud and roll four. Oh, actually not bad. Mine is not good. Mine is a unnatural 20. I have a unnatural 10. Okay, so Kronthud, you're gonna fail. Roll four, you're going to pass. So, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be 21. Oh, that was max on that one. 33 points of acid damage. And you're going to begin vomiting uncontrollably, and you are incapacitated until the start of your next turn when you can repeat the save. Uh, Voss, you took half damage on that. I'm sorry, was that 33 that you said? It was, and you are not incapacitated. But you you really have to push down the um, the urge to just barf everywhere. And you are going to have a negative two penalty on any con saves until you take a long rest. Crap. All right. Okay, so roll through is negative two on con saves. 
All right. So this thing, those of you watching Bright Axe and Croker and Autumn specifically, although Meep, you can probably see it as well. You see this this worm just get lit the fuck up, and you see, I mean, it's like a lightning storm all over this enormous cavern you're in. It's just zap, 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 and this thing just screeches. Smoke starts coming off of it, and it just launches the nastiest, smelliest, bileiest vomit ever. Um, that immediately goes down throwing up and you can tell he's really hurt. Um, Rolthor, who is still on the ground, um, he is just, he kind of gets up, he rolls over onto all fours and starts getting up and you can just see slime and shit just dripping off of him. He's, uh, probably not in great shape either, I would imagine. Uh, now it is the worm's turn. And he, whoa, where'd he go? He, if I can find him again. Or she, rather, to be more accurate. You see her teeth begin to vibrate wildly, and, and this kind of really light energy just kind of starts zapping between the teeth, and it just hits the ground next to you and burrows into the ground. You guys, well, actually, Krontad, you cannot, but rule through, you'll get an attack of opportunity if you would like one. Yes, I will not pass up that opportunity, so I'm going to, since it seemed like lightning did pretty good, I'm going to cast another lightning bolt, but I can only do it at, oh, I'll do it at fourth level. Fourth level, okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if you, I don't think you can cast, you can't cast a spell as a reaction, right? Can I do a cantrip? No. No, it has to to say reaction, yeah. Uh, and then I have nothing. You can whack I mean, him I can with your hit stick. Him with my, yeah, that's what I'm say. I'll, I'll hit him with what? That's gonna be uh, really anticlimactic after that lightning attack. But go for it. <laughs> you like, may. Oh. That said, you may just save the reaction just in case you need it. You never know. Nope, nope. I don't think that way. I'm not a fighter, so I'm just gonna take my. All right. I'm gonna take my staff and take a swing at him. Okay. The unnatural 20. You just hit him. So you whack him in the ass on the way down. That's six points of damage. Okay. You hear this little as he goes down under. And... Okay. Um, next up, um, there is also a 10-foot hole in the ground. There's a tunnel where Bessie went through. Awesome, you're up. Uh, Kronthod, uh, you're on deck. I moved my moonbeam onto my hurt uh, gelatinous cube. Okay. Just go ahead and roll the damage for it. Well, I'll take the roll now. But Ooh, that's another natural 20, which still means half damage. So. Jeez, I'm sorry. No, you're not. You don't, I'm don't not. say things right. you don't mean. I, you're right. I don't mean it. You're so hey, cruel. He uses it on, like, defense and attack. Seriously, for a fucking gelatinous cube, what are you worried about? I know. They're really in there just to soak up you guys' movements. <laughs> uh, 12. He's dead. Okay. It's half a 12. but <laughs> Half I mean, a 12? Still, no, it's, it's, I was adding it up. 12 okay. plus 11. So that's 23, half of 23, 11. Okay, he's dead. Okay. Well done. All right, so gelatinous cube. 
That one's dead, and that one's dead. Okay. Uh, Brad, actually, do catch just a little bit of snot from that one. Mm, yummy. All right, off them. Where are you going? Um, the the worm. There's a big hole in the ground where the worm was. You don't know where he went. Uh, I mean, there's equal chance it's going to come up where I'm at or where I move to, so I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Okay. All right. Uh, Kronthud, you're up. Uh, you, sir, need to make a saving throw, a constitution saving throw. At the beginning of my turn, so I might actually have a chance. Oh, wait. Yeah, actually, let me let me double-check the worry on that. I got a 17 either way. Okay. Um, that may not work. Uh, that does pass the saving throw. Okay, so it does matter um, until the start of their next turn. Okay. When you can, oh, when you can take an action to repeat the save. So that was your action was to repeat the save, but you have a bonus and you have your movement. Um, I don't think I could do anything on a bonus. Dang it! Introduce spiritual weapon. I don't have my spiritual weapon out. Ah. Um, so how far down the hole can I see? How far does, did uh, Bessie move? Are you going to look in? Well, I'm standing right there, right? All right. Um, she well, actually, she doesn't make it very far. You can kind of see her ass end about 10 feet in front of you. She's burrowing, but she just is didn't it make it very far. Literally straight down or is it an angle? Like, if I jump down in, in there after, am I going to be able to climb out? At your height? Well, I mean, for your strength, you could probably you climb out, but it's it's up. straight down. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. So if, if she keeps going next turn, am I still going to be riding her down? Right? Maybe. Like, there's no, there's no, nothing, no sides for me to jump onto or hold onto? Sides of what? Of this tunnel that she's making. It's rock. No. It's it's just a round tunnel. Well, it's actually it's not even entirely right. I mean, it's it's rocky, um, but oh, there is um, so it's loose. It's loose-ish. Yeah, I mean, well, I could grab depth, the sides. You're also a little worried about collapsing. Yeah, I'm only a little worried about that. All right, all right. I'm going to jump down on top of her and hit her. Oh, I don't have any. I only have bonus actions. Okay. So you won't be on top of her. You jump down, and her tail is, is like 10 feet away from you. So you have to enter just a little bit. Oh. Well, I can't do anything anyway. I'll just let her go. Okay. I'm just going to uh, run to the other side of this pit away from the uh, gelatinous cube. There is no gelatinous cube near you. The closest one is to Brightaxe. Rolthor killed the other one. Oh, the other one's not even close. Okay. No. Well, I'll just stay here then. Okay. Um, I can. No, I don't think I can lay hands on. Hold on one second. That is a. It's an action. Okay, forget it. All right. I can't do anything. Meep, we're back around to you. I'm sorry. The gelatinous cubes. What's the closest one near to me? The only one that's left is right in front of Bright Axe. It's about 20 feet from you. Okay. Uh, 25 feet from you, but yeah. Two pot shots. Okay. Um, Croker, you're on deck. 
18. Hits. And 10's a miss. No, it's not. 10's a hit? Yeah, yeah. Wow. A seven, a six is a hit. We're not uh, very spry. It's a big blob of goo. Yeah. It, it doesn't have dodge capabilities. And it's a D6. Four. Yeah. It wobbles a little bit when it doesn't want to get hit. Wow. Oh, uh-huh. man, I'm rolling fantastic tonight. That's going to be, with sneak attack, 13 points of damage. Okay. Wow. So you just – and it just – it goes in, and you can kind of see your arrow floating there. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to have to pause here for just a minute. i got to step away for just a minute, okay? I've got uh, something just popped up. I will be right back in less than two or three minutes, okay? Something popped up. It should take you at least 13 or 14. No, nah, two minutes is long enough. <laughs> two minutes, I could do it twice. So, no, uh, I'll, be, oh. I'll be right. I'll be right back, assholes. So we're I'll gonna right pause back. here. Hey, look at that recording. All right, sweet. So, apologies for the uh, for the interruption. Well, with okay. they don't even know. They don't the know. It was like That's two right. seconds. I can actually delete nothing. all that. That's right. Okay, Croker, you are up. Um, the closest thing, the only thing you can see is the gelatinous cube in front of Bright Axe. Was that the one that I was shooting? Uh, yeah, he kind of eclipsed you just slightly. You've still got a, a relatively straight shot toward it, but um, he was uh, he, he moved past you. So, But that's okay because uh, Witch Bolt is a concentration spell. And uh, yep. that uh, I... Uh, it takes another 18 points of damage at the beginning of my turn. Okay. Well, I rolled for that. All right. So you just keep the witch bolt on it. Are you going to move it all or are you just keeping the bolt on it? Just keeping the bolt on it. All right. I'm use my Bright action X. to deal 18 points of damage. to It's still standing. It is. Only just, but it's still standing. Bright Axe, there's a great big cube of snot in front of you, about 10 feet, 15 feet in front of you. How far am I from the hole Bessie went down? Um, from the one she went down, you are... Uh, what would that be? About 55 feet? 55? Yep. I'm going to dash over to the edge by Crown Thud then. Okay. You make it over. And there's actually, when you get up there, you realize there are two holes. There's the one she came out of when she was attacking them, and there's the one she went down. The one okay. she went down, you can do the same thing. You can kind of see it goes down, and then it it angles toward kind of the campfire. You're actually standing just, how, just above and to the left of it. How far away is she down the hole? She's not very far at all. She's she's maybe once you're down in the hole, she's maybe another ten feet uh, the other way. I'm gonna goose her in the ass with my horns then. So you're gonna jump down in the hole and and do the charge? Yes, I am. All right, do it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm going to on my way down though. Go ahead and burn that bonus action to 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 rage. Okay. If, before I finish off that movement, though. Okay. Because it just seems prudent. Probably a good idea. 
Okay, so let's see here. That is a 23 to goose her in the butt with the horns. That's going to do it. That, that is a successful goose. And that is, shit, that's a 19 points of damage with my horns. Okay. Gah! That was a very successful goose. All right. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, the surviving gelatinous cube then is very sad because there's nobody close enough for it to get. It can either keep jumping toward Croker slowly. No, it's going to start. It's going to shift and it's going to start going toward Kronthod and Rolthor. <laughs> and makes it a whopping. It's still 25 or 30 feet away from you guys. You guys have no worries right now. Okay. Um, that's dead. Rolthor, you are still prone on the ground. You are next to the hole that Bessie went down into. You just see Bright Axe. He comes steaming up, does a baseball slide into the hole, falls down. Then you just hear this whack as he gooses it in the ass. All right. Um, the gelatinous cube that's still like 25 feet away. Sorry, yeah. deck save. Four. For the uh, lightning aura. Oh, I thought that was a bonus action. Well, I, I bonus action raged on the way down, and that's part of the rage. Oh, okay. That is a, you said a deck save? Uh, yes. Okay, I rolled a 16, but that's going to be... Yeah, it's 14. Okay, so that takes another... Uh, let's see here. Eight points of lightning damage. Okay, and again, you notice it does significantly more damage than you expect. It just You just see nice. just lightning just scratch across this thing's ass, um, and you just see black streak, just black streak marks just all the way up and down it. Nice. Okay. Rolthor, sorry. So you're no, you were talking right. about the gelatinous cube. Yeah, I'm gonna just lightning bolt the gelatinous cube. Okay, are you gonna stand up before you do so? I assume. Yes. Okay. So that's half your movement to stand, and then you, you said you're gonna lightning bolt the cube. Yep. Okay. It's a tad bit of overkill, but <laughs> it's, well. it's a little aggressive. It's an aggressive move. Let's move. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, you're standing right by the hole. You can shoot Jesse <laughs> in the ass. No, my luck, I'd hit you, and then I'd never hear the end of it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> when has that ever stopped you? When has that ever stopped you? After a while, you get tired of hearing. You always I can handle you. lightning damage. That's no big deal. Well, I'm going right. to take care of the gelatinous cube first. So, do it. Conscious. What's going on here? No, I just want to get the cube out of the way, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, it's deck save. Yeah, I should be great at this. No, that's a six. Yeah, that does not. What level did you cast at? Well, third is all I have left. Okay. Um, that's going to kill it. That is... Unless you roll just a bunch of ones. No, I got... 25. Yeah, it's dead. Real dead. Okay. And did you want to take the other half of your movement? Um, I'm just going to go towards the edge of the hole if I'm not that close to it and just peer down so I can be ready to... Okay. 
You I just had an image very similar to the one Ghostbuster scene where here's Rolfar firing off his lightning bolt, and we're like, whoa, 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 nice <laughs> shooting, Dex. That's right. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> All right. Um, and with that, because she was going to run, but you guys chased her. So Bessie's going to pop out of the ground almost right where that cube was, where that gelatinous cube was, that last one that you killed, which puts it hmm, – well, let me measure – Puts it 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet from Rolthor and Kronthud, um, who are kind of behind it. And then 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet from Meep and Otham, who are in front of it. And 30 feet from Croker, going the other way. Croker stage right. Bright Axe is right behind it. Thor and Kronthut are stage left. And Meep and and Otham are right in front of it. However, they have the Aboleth corpse between them. And it is going to... I don't know that she has a... Yeah, she's going to take the rest of her movements... She popped up. She looked at that. She's going to take the rest of her movement and move toward Croker. So Croker, she's about maybe 15 feet closer to you. Um, so still still a decent distance away. Um, and all you other guys, she moved 15 feet away, except for Meep and, and Otham because of the angle she's moving at. She moves slightly closer to you, but you get the idea that she doesn't see you. So how far away is she from us again? From you now, she is... 15, between 15 and 20 feet, but you have okay. the Aboleth corpse between you. Okay. All right. Uh, that was hers. She came up because she didn't like getting goosed in the ass. Um, awesome. I'm going to move the moonbeam onto her. Okay. Bloop. You move the moonbeam onto her. And I crouch down. I crouch down behind. I don't know if that helps or not. I crouch down behind the abolith. Fair enough. Kronthod, you're up. Say it again. How far away am I? You are now, since she moved, you are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 feet. Too far. All right. I will uh, shoot her with a guiding bolt. Okay. And do I still have advantage? Is fairy fire still yeah. on? I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, because Meep hasn't taken any damage. So. It, it takes 10, 10 rounds. Oh, thank God. I got a 22. <laughs> 22? The other yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna do it. Uh, guiding bolts. One, two. Twenty damage, All radiant right. damage. Bessie is not looking good. Okay, uh, Meep, that brings us back around to you. Well, I'm going to stick to what I know, I, and then I'm going to run towards her, just so you know. Okay. She's not engaged with anybody, though, right? That's correct. There is no one near her. Well, I have advantage of my rolls, so pop, pop. Okay. 
So I do a little bit better this time here. God bless. Twenty-seven. Finally. Hit. Yeah, one hit. Golly, I thought it was never gonna happen. All right. So it's gonna be five plus. Eighteen points of damage. Eighteen points of damage. Okay. Ding. Nice shooting, Tex. Pew uh, pew pew pew. Thank God for advantage, man. I wouldn't be hitting anything tonight. All right. So you think and you get it good. Um, you shoot or it hits her right in kind of one of the joints between kind of the little, you know, bio armor or whatever that, that thing is around the worm, the exoskeleton. Right in between the joints, um, it hits and it hurts. And she swivels her head and turns at you. And right when she does that, I hide at 24. Okay. Croker. Boom. How far away is she? Um, from you, about 20 feet. Oh, wow. All right, I throw my axes at her then. Do it, man. 14. It's misses. 29. Hits. Oh, wait a minute. Hold you on. That's a natural 20. Oh. A natural 20. On your so first on. one, did you roll twice? You have advantage. Oh, okay. Uh, then the other one was... So it was a, that's a 14 and a 29, so that's one hit. And then the next one was a natural 20. Right? Because you no, rolled three it's... times so far. No, the 29 was a natural 20. Okay, so it's a natural 20 in your first one. Right. And then a 24 I just rolled. Okay, hits. All right. And then uh, bonus action recall. Roll your damage for those first two shots. Okie doke. Double your dice damage for the first one, but not, yeah, but not the damage. Um, and that. All right, so it's going to be... Uh, Seven, that's 30. It was 15 for the natural 20. Okay. So that's 30 points of damage. And, and then... You only, you only doubled the dice, right? Not the modifier? Not the modifier. Okay. Um, and then it's 8, 9, 10 for the second one. Okay. So you... You see Bessie turn and provide and start looking for or at me. Turns and provides you the perfect profile shot, and you fling that first axe, and it literally just turns the head into a canoe, just thock right through it. The second one goes low um, and just buries itself, and she just lets out this little and collapses into the water. Um, and so the way, the way she lands, her head actually lands on top of the Aboleth head, um, and a bunch of nasty Aboleth stuff squirts onto, uh, onto Meep and Otham and just kind of covers them in, in gore and, and kind of viscera, but that's it. Um, Bessie is, Bessie is no more. Oh, oh 
Dang it. Kind of sad. Kind of sad. Moment of silence for Bessie. Moment of uh, silence. Nice. All right. Kill the purple worm. Yes. I think we need to loot, loot the body. Yep, for sure. <laughs> what, are there teeth that are good? What's good? I don't know. But I mean, this thing goes through and eats dirt and rock and stuff. There's probably something good in it. Not it. No. I'll, I'll yeah, be happy two, one of you can do it with advantage, or two of you can do individual I'll rolls. I'll go in. I'll go in. I, I was going to say, I've got a good nature roll. So is it nature or medical? Uh, it's survival probably. Well, I, I give you survival or medicine. Medicine, oh. I got a, I got a plus six in medicine. So. Yeah, I don't want to go then. Um, do I, I can help. I'll be down there helping hack away and get access. I will to guide things. you. I will guide you. I'll cast guidance. Okay. All right, so roll. And so that's advantage or no? He's helping me. I get advantage or? Get advantage and a D4. And a D4, right. All right, so that is a 22, 25. 25. Okay. So you start cutting into her um, and, and you realize that this thing, she probably burrows through rock by more magical means than anything else, but you are able with a 25, you're able to recover 14 teeth that do seem super sharp. Um, they don't seem probably strong enough to gnaw on rock necessarily, but they are unnaturally sharp. Um, Anything good in her gut or... Not her guts. I mean, you find the sack, um, and it's real easy to find as you start cutting in there. You find the sack that produces all that bile that she spit at those guys. Um, you can try to recover that if you'd like. Why not? Okay. Give me another nature roll or medicine. Guidance. It, yeah, advantage or D4. Oh, come on. Come on, gather. And that is uh, a 29. 29. Yeah, you actually, you feel pretty good about it. So you manage to, there's, there's kind of, um, it's kind of like a heart in that there's a couple of valves going up into it and a couple going out away from it. You manage to clamp those off. Um, you, you take some of that elven cord you've got and you tie a couple of really tight knots around it and feel pretty comfortable about the way you've clamped it off um, and, uh, and, and make your cuts. And you have, I mean, it's probably... It's, it's an oval that's roughly two, maybe three feet long. Like, it's a large gland um, that is smells just absolutely fucking – it's the foulest thing you've ever smelled in your life. Um, and, you, and you grew up with Rolthor. Um, hey but it's – yeah, it's bad. But you're confident as you slip it into to Croker's bag of holding, you're confident that once it's in there, it'll, it'll be just fine. Good deal. All right. Anything cool. else of, uh, of uh, I don't know, is there any, anything else about it? Uh, no, I mean, with those the roles. The eyes, you, the brain. No, I mean, you could take the eyes and the brain, but there's nothing that I would call special, special about, about them. Okay. No. Okay, cool. And, and the, the armor, that kind of that kind of exoskeletal armor, um, you know, with some effort, you can cut and take some of that if you want it. I don't know that there's a whole lot you could do with it. You would have to, like, if you were looking to turn it into some kind of armor or something like that, you'd have to find somebody I would who like could some if you treat could it. And, I, I yeah. would be curious to see if there was anything left in her gut, like she had eaten anything and there were, you know, a sword stuck in the stomach lining or anything like that. Or I'm, I'm going to try to go after the, uh, I'm going to try to go after the, the, armor for 
for Sweet. me first. Thank you. Okay. So let's do same, that. Same roll again. Here we go. Uh, that will be uh, 17, 23. Yeah, I mean, you can get a couple of decent chunks. You get, like, what is, what is your intention, Meep? How much of this do you want? Um, Bear, bearing in mind, you have to cut it in pieces that you can slip inside the either your belt or the bag of holding. You can't just take big plates of it. No, I, I want stuff that I can grind up into dust and use it for a magic spell or weapon. Okay, so just chunks of it? That... it. More of like as um, um, I, I don't know. I think it could have some properties where I could imbue it with magic, use the weave, and use it as like uh, materials for a spell. All right, so you are going to come away with... Well, I don't need a ton. I need more fragments I can dust up. Turn to a powder. You come away with... with it, it, it doesn't cut very well, but you come away with 29 pounds of the stuff that you okay. feel like with some work you could grind up. and you, You're going to have to clean it up first, obviously. Right. Uh, it'll take some work, but if you are able to clean it and cure it, you feel like you'll be able to grind it up and, and perhaps use it in whatever you've got in mind. Okay. Okay, right. and then Bright X, you said you were going to go looking in the stomach. That's well, my goal. See are if are any... you going to go look at it, or do you want me to go? You want me to get down there for oh, you? We can both. We can both go. You know, okay. whatever. If you want to, if you want to go dig, and I'll help cut. And... Okay, I would say knock on wood. Open. I've been rolling pretty good here. So, all right, same thing again. And I mean, figure this thing goes through rock. Uh, there may be gems or something in the belly, or. Of course, I spoke too soon. I got a twelve, uh, fifteen. Was that with advantage? That was with advantage, yeah. I, I rolled a five and a six, man. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I used up all my good rolls first. Um, you find in there, um, you find a couple of, you do find a couple of swords. Um, you find a, um, what is the sword I'm looking for? A battle axe. And you find portions of what you recognize to be some sort of, of garb, some sort of, of clothing, but it's far too damaged to be any use to you the weapons you could probably i mean there's nothing special about them but you could you could probably you know they're just they're at this point janky weapons they've been in there a while this the suit okay. looks kind of cool it's a black suit um it looks like it, it's made of a material you don't recognize uh that's a little bit stretchy that's probably pretty tight or it's made to fit pretty tight on somebody but you don't there's nothing you can really do with the with the conditions jeggings? it's jeggings that's right Nice. Black I'll go jeggings. drag it over to the water and rinse it off and see what it to see if it's usable still. Yeah, no, it's it's not unfortunately. I will. Okay. All right, so that is going to have taken some time. So you guys, after the fight is over, um, they're going to spend a decent amount of time doing this. What are the rest of you up to while they're hacking and sawing on this thing? So that's me and Awesome and Bright are kind of locked down doing that kind of stuff. So roll Thor Cronthud and Croak. Or is there anything you'd like to do for, say, well, give me D6. Well, Chappie, it's going to take a little longer than normal because Autumn and I are running out and running back in the water. And right. Well, it, it, it fell in the it water. It flopped into the water, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah okay, it flopped good. onto the abolith, so. Makes yeah. it easier. Sweet. Yeah. So um, you've got about three hours to fill. Is there anything you'd like to do or are you just going to keep guard or watch or whatever? I would like to do a prayer of healing, if anyone would like that. Uh -huh. okay. Yes. Well, since we're all around, I'm always I will down do, with that. I mean, can you my, heal me while I'm working? Yes. Well, I thank you kindly. I will do a prayer of healing at highest level, level five. 
and everyone will get back. Ten, fifteen. Good lord. Twenty points of healing. Ah, ah, ah. Twenty, twenty points of healing. Thank there you, you go. Ah, ah, ah. All right. And then while they're doing that, uh, I am going to speak. So who who's doing that? Which three? It's a. Uh, so Brightax, Otham, okay. and Meep are the ones who are engaged in hacking this thing up. So Kronthud, Rolthor, and Croker, you guys are free to kind of do you for a little while. Like I say, it's about three hours so that it takes them to hack that thing up. So Croker, or um, what's our friend's name again? I uh, can never pronounce it. Lethok? Lethok. Lethok. Yes. He, is, he is not there. Oh. He left to go get the healer for you guys. Oh, that's right. Um, gentlemen, we need to find a way in case the healer is unable to take care of our men. We need to find a way to have them underwater or breathing water. I don't, I don't know. Is there a way to roll... To, for knowledge about this or medicine, like uh, you can make a medicine like check it. if you'd like. Okay, to see what kind of thing we need to do for them. I rolled eighteen. No, 18. seventeen. I mean seventeen. Okay. Sorry. I mean, a, a cursory examination kind of tells you that something has morphed their biology and is very slowly turning them into some kind of like sea slug. Like you know what it reminds me of? Actually, it's almost like. Um, um, Senator, what's his name from the first X Men movie when he walks yeah, onto shore yeah. and he's turned into a fish? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like that, but not as extreme. It's their skin is turned, and you can kind of see the musculature, the underlying musculature and skeletal structure where it pops out. Um, I mean, they look pretty fucking gross, um, but it's it's not like it's entirely through them, at least not yet. They're fairly slimy, and they do they can spend no more than five or six minutes out of water before they start gasping for air. Okay, so and we've seen them do, we saw them do that once. Correct. So, Correct. so we do know that we need to make some sort of device to at least allow them to breathe water. I can create, yeah. I can create water. Uh, How long can you keep a body alive? At least two more times before so, I rest. Uh, am, am I privy to this conversation that he's you, talking out? No, you guys you are, are as, as okay. the main guy cutting on the worm. You have no idea they're even having a conversation. Okay, you're very involved in your work. All right, yeah. So I wonder if we could make something that could hold. I I can create a lot of water, and so if we could hold the water with us and take it with us they could use some sort of helmet or something to breathe out of. Uh, uh, well, does their whole body have to be in the water? I don't know. I feel like they're gasping for water or for air. So they, I feel like they need to breathe it. I have... I have a blanket. I have pretty much nothing else that can help. <laughs> I have a water skin. 
So I don't know. It is something to think about. And we have time while we wait for Lathok and these guys to stop cutting up this huge worm. So just thought I'd mention. <coughs> okay. Uh, Crown Thud, Brad, uh, I'm sorry, Crown Thud, Rolthor, Croker. Any other conversation you'd like to have? Uh, I'll rummage through the uh, gelatinous cubes if we have three hours. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Gotta be, there's got to be something there. Roll a d20 for me. Uh, I don't know if there's anything there. I got 15. 15. Um, you know, you find, similar to what was found in Bessie, you find a variety of scraps of clothing. You find like a random boot and you find um, uh, uh, kind of a rusty dagger, like something that's been in it for a while. You find bits and pieces of where it probably slid through a village at some point or something where they're, you know, they're just bits and pieces of food or random pots or pans or tools or things like that. But there's nothing really of any, any large value to you inside of it. Right. Or them, rather. Okay. So, you guys, after three hours, you finish that. You've got about another hour before you start kind of realizing that, you know, hearing, hearing the noises of a group approaching. And they're not trying to be subtle. Um, you know Lathok, and you know that he can travel silently down here if he wants to. Um but but you kind of hear him come and he kind of cat calls out to you and, and and lets you know that he is on his way. Um, do you allow him to approach without challenging him? I would say yes if uh, okay. Just make sure if we're sure it's him. Yeah, you're pretty sure it's him. Okay. Um, so he comes up to you and, and kind of gives you all right, my friends. Good news and bad news. Um, my healer is able to assist you. Uh, it will take him some time. He can secure one of your men today, and then he will need to sleep and will need to uh, will need to rest before he can cure another one. If you have a way to move them or move one of them during the day, we can move on. If not, we may be down down here for another twelve-ish hours. Well, so am I? Am I, I done? I, real quick here, am I done? Are we done looking at the purple worm at this point? At this point, yeah, you, yeah. you've been done for about an hour. Yeah, so uh, I, I I think I might have the same uh, same kind of deal he's got because uh, I can once per uh, long rest. I mean, I, I have to long rest to recharge it, but I, I've got uh, a spell that I can cast that that will remove the disease. So I, I we already tried that. Was I mean I didn't think no. it was powerful enough. No, it, it'll remove a disease. We haven't tried it. Um, I could cast mine. He could cast his, and we could move on and then take a long rest and whatever. I mean, wherever. I mean, how much I get so messed up down here without the sun to guide my day. Where are we at in the in the time of day? You're about mid afternoon right now. You're you're. Let's call it. I mean, in our time, sure. it's probably four or four thirty. Okay. So. I, I mean, we could we could do that. I could I could cast that on myself, and he he cast it on me, and then so we what can go. level is what level is it that you're is the spell you're casting? Or I've is got it ability? a sixth level 
it's it's I've got one six level slot. I've got six level heal. Um, okay. Regain seventy hit points. Um, a surge of positive energy washes through the creature, causing it to regain seventy. The spell also oh, ends blindness, deafness, and any diseases affecting the target. Right. Whoa. But it's a six. It's a six level spell. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. You could certainly try. Uh, 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 oh, I'm unmuted. I walk up. <laughs> wow. I walk up, arms stretched out. Go for it. Um. Can you right. yourself? Huh? Can you cast that spell on yourself? I can. It says a choose a creature uh, yeah. that you can see within range. Yeah, yeah that's you. Right on yourself, man. All right. Um, so I I cast heal on myself at sixth level. Sixth level. Okay. It's the best I can do. Okay. Um, you guys see Autumn. Well, you see Autumn touch himself. Oh. <laughs> and he starts to grin. <clears throat> And then his oh. eyes roll to the back of his head, and he collapses. Oh, cure me. Cure me. Oh, God. <laughs> touch me, touch me, touch me, touch where me. F- where the fuck was this thing last time, dude? Yeah, you look up, and, and, and you're feeling a lot better. The color is coming back to you, um, and you're feeling less gaspy in the water. You're, it's, it's, you can tell it's taking effect. So our friend is probably just pissed, noticing that we now have the ability to heal ourselves. Oh, He's like, I just walked half a fucking day for this. No, that's good, because <laughs> now we can cure you both. <laughs> yeah, it would have taken right. us an extra day. That's right. So, um, Meep, he is going to sit down with you, and he the the healer is going to um, sit down with you for a few minutes, and he kind of does his magic whammy on you for a little while. I would just um, say, after witnessing how Otham touched himself, <laughs> I get a little nervous. and he just looks at you knowingly and says come here my friend and walks up to you and he's one of these guys he walks his his gait kind of has his hips forward already which is right in front of him his crotch is just right in front of your snout right um but then he just he touches your forehead and he looks down at you and just says it's all right my friend you don't need to worry then he just kind of slaps your cheek kind of really hard and, and kind with of his dick. Play, play ah! That's right. <laughs> with his penis. Throws a bar of magical soap on the ground and says, pick that up. <laughs> nice. Is it his right. flaming penis? Sorry. Flaming so, penis. Usage of prestidigitation ever. It was his detachable right. penis. Oh, look at that bar of soap. Pick it up. King missile. Nice. <laughs> but like Cappy, it only takes two minutes. That's right. That's, well, that's right. And you immediately begin feeling better. Your skin becomes much less translucent almost immediately. Um, holy, holy you, it's, my, it's my scales. My scales you, are back. You feel like you need a shower. You're still pretty fucking slimy. But um, yeah. See? Overall, See? you are better. Just slimy. got a purple bile over me. Yeah. And this yeah, new white goo. Kronthod, you're nasty. You and Rolthor are both disgusting. You're just covered with, with worm bile. I would think over the three hours, I probably decided to clean up in the water you a little bit. stepped into the water, yeah. A little bit. I don't know. That's the one thing I do. I hop in the water, clean up. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Fair I want to scrub up a little bit. Okay. And then I say All we, right. we hang out here for 12 hours of sleep. No. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that. But it's, it's I want to move a little bit, yeah. I mean, we have had two fights in the last hour. So... 
Two big fights. <laughs> two big fights. In this spot. Where's well, our lithid? Where's our it's, lithid, it's, Fred? You guys sat for a while. It's it's been about four or five hours since the first fight with okay. the Aboleth, but yeah. So it was it was a fight in the morning, it was a fight right around noon, and then you know, you, you spent some time hacking up Bessie in the in the Aboleth. So All what, right. uh, um, where's our friend the Aboleth or the uh Elithid? Uh, make either a perception or an investigation check and do it with advantage because I'm sure one of these jackasses is helping you. All right. That's good to know. I'll give you uh, hey, uh, uh, I got a natural 20. I don't need help. Don't need nothing. Nope. Right. 24. 24. Okay. Screw you peasants. He continues <laughs> to hover. Um, and, and that little brain dog continues for like to hours for like hours at a time. Yeah. He's just wow. sitting there staring at you. Wow. I want him on our team. <laughs> I know the rest of you guys think he's creepy, but I'm like, that dude's got power. We I'm need okay him on our them. team. He might be crazy, but who cares? That's right. Who cares? You might think I'm a lunatic, but I don't know. Their song goes somehow, something like that. I don't know what song right. you're trying to sing. Yeah, he's trying it was, to, he it was really he's trying bad. to sing Billy Joel. But... Yeah, but it was really bad. Sorry. Yeah. So the thock breaks into all this merriment and says, okay, you know, basically – yeah, wow. basically to the effect of, you know, his the healer that he brought is is it's an older guy. Um, he's going to take him back, and he's going to try and pick up. Um, he he on the way he met a couple of rangers, and he feels like there might be a group of them out there that he can uh, recruit or order into coming to your assistance and getting into Sarthia. And asks if it would be all right with you if he took the healer back to their kind of enclave of, of hidden. It's, he comes from a bunch of, it's, it's like a little hidden area um, where many of the women and children are. And that also um, he could, uh, you know, recruit a couple of rangers to come with him. And he wants to know if he can just split from you guys, take the healer back, and then meet you at Sarthia. Yes, I think that is a great idea. Whatever, man, you healed me. I'm just happy to be back to normal. Did did the healer not come from Zarthia? No, Lathok okay. went after him. Sarthia is, as far as you know, Sarthia is overrun. Okay, okay, cool. I uh, I put out my hand in the manner of under dark creatures to shake his hand and say, "We have, we appreciate you and your allegiance, or what's a word for uh, loyalty." Loyalty, thank you, for helping us. And I thank you for helping us. I think with your help, we can do this. My rangers, when all seems lost, my rangers will be there to help you. We appreciate that. Go with Grace. And he Go takes with Grace. Off. Who's, is, where's Grace? Yeah. <laughs> Grace? Oh, she died years ago. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So you guys have basically about half the day in front of you. Um, it's moving toward late afternoon now. It's it's probably after all this is said and done. It's probably five thirty six o'clock. What are you going to well, we do? Can't exactly follow Bessie's path anymore. Where are we going to go? It's one of the negatives. Well, we do have Bessie's path where she came from. True. The hole in the ground. I'm going to spend, while they figure out what we're going to do, I'm going to go off to the side, and since I can't seem to sleep, 
I'm going to get out that book that my sister gave me to read up on kind of the weave and begin okay. using that. I got some ideas I want to look into. Okay. Uh, make an arcana check. Uh, 18. Finally freaking rolled well. Yay! It's very strange because the book she gave you, it, first of all, it's it's handwritten. It's not, it's not a book that you just buy in a magic shop somewhere. Right. Um, it's handwritten. Uh, the notes look to be they're very similar to her penmanship. In fact, you, you infer that it may actually be her penmanship just because the hand is different than, you know, what you're used to seeing from her. Kind of like when you, when you transfer over your, your gnome handwriting is significantly better than your, uh, than your cobalt handwriting, but there's still signature, you know, you, you make your eye a certain way you put a cross through your seven, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you gather it, it may be her handwriting. You're not positive, but you, you get the impression that maybe, um, but the notes don't, there are parts of them that don't make sense. They're largely, you know, this is how you manipulate the weave to, you know, augment a shot or something. And, and that in and of itself is, is enough of a hint because you realize, you know, guns while very common on the other side are not all that common here. Uh, so the fact that she's talking about, you know, imbuing a shot with the ability to, you know, put light on it or put some sort of explosion or, or something like that with it, you realize this is, there's a good chance this is her, but some of the methods she's using, they just don't, they don't quite jive with magic as you know it on this world. And as you have learned to express it and manipulate it, it's almost, it's just, it's just strange. Some of her notes are just very strange to you. Well, I guess my question is back in my other, I had some experience very limited with magic back in the other realm. Right. Super limited. Right. And when I came here, it felt different, but I thought that was because I was a kobold. Is it like when I came here to use magic, it felt different, but I thought that was because I was in a different body. Is mm -hmm. that what I would understand now? Or is there a different because, was there a greater difference or is it just... Like is um, it's like make it, between using like gas energy and electrical energy, or make, make an intelligence check. Okay. Uh, yes, I will make a great one. I'm sure right now because I'm at disadvantage. <laughs> so oh yeah, boys. Eleven so far is my best. Oh, and a natural twenty. Oh crap. Yeah, eleven. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of that tickles at the back of your head, okay. um, and, and you think about kind of the lower level stuff was, yeah, it felt slightly different, but it was more or less the same. Okay. And the higher level stuff you've learned in this world, right? So everything you've kind right. of come across, you've, yep. you've learned and you're largely aware of, um, but it does remind you that, yeah, that lower level stuff that was just, you know, the, the simple shit, there were subtle differences. Hmm. Anybody else? Nope. Okay. 
All right, so are we, what are you doing? We moving? We doing what else? I guess we move until we uh, move. find time for sleep. Okay. All right, so you guys are going to be able to march. How, uh, what, what pace are you marching at? I'd say what standard pace, probably. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I just you're not going like super stealthy and super slow, or you're not like running. You're just kind of moving. No. Yeah. Okay. We just All right. killed Bessie. We don't need to be quiet. <laughs> Jeez. You're letting those big old balls just clank around and let everybody know where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, three of you, any three of you, um, pick a skill. And tell me how you're going to use it to kind of navigate your way toward the city um, and then make a roll with the appropriate skill check. All right. I'm going to use my perception okay. uh, to make sure that we are not followed besides uh, Squidworth there. Okay. Uh, and to... Make sure that the path ahead is clear as well. Nobody's okay. sneaking up on us. Okay. I am going to use my... I guess I'll use my history. Can I use insight? Insight does what? To, to do what? What are you trying to get at? Well, let's see. What is his? It's just predicting true intentions, huh? Yeah, I probably can't use that. That's not for creatures. I uh, Nope, I suck at history, so forget it. I'm going to use my survival skills to try to... I mean, I used find, to live down here, but I have no way of helping, right? Find signs of uh, the passage of humanoids towards civilization and things like that. Okay. And then, Kronthod, I'm sorry, say that again. No, it's okay. Hey. I'm okay. good. Somebody else can hit, use their, okay. their skills. So first, let's back up. Croker, what was your perception check? Do you want my passive? Oh, I'm to, you want me to do the roll. That's right. Yeah, do the roll. Uh, 17. Okay. I was just basically making sure you didn't get a natural one. Okay. And then um, Bright X? 25. Nice. Okay. And who's going to do the final skill check? Uh, I'd I'd like to use my uh, nature. Uh, okay. Will that is nature going to help me even here in the in the uh, underdark? You tell me. What are you trying to do with it? Well, I, I I'd just like to use my nature to uh, stay keenly aware, uh, kind of tag team with Croker on making sure that there's no uh, nefarious characters trying to do us undue harm. Okay. Okay. Roll a nature check. Uh, that is a 15. Okay. All right. So, um, Cronthod and Otham, I'm sorry, Croker and Otham, um, well, Otham marches a little bit ahead and notices, you know, here and there, it's, it's less about the creatures and more about the, uh, the flora and fauna of the place. And as he gets further on and, and starts to figure out, oh, this one looks like this and this does this. And if you, accidentally bump this one it glows where you bumped it or you know the the bioluminescence kind of kind of like in uh, avatar when you hit certain plants and they kind of do you know they they blow up with color or they you know shrink down or that kind of stuff 
um, he begins noticing that and begins to be able to use those skills to clear the path just a little bit in front of you. It makes the going slightly easier, um, but nothing, you know, nothing, you know, nothing super crazy. Um, but he does manage to help you through a bit. Uh, Croker just fucking disappears from you guys. And you'll see him up ahead. And then 10 minutes later, you'll see him come up from behind. And then you'll see him on one of your flanks, and you'll see him on the other flank, and he's, it feels like he's kind of just everywhere at once. Um, doesn't come up with anything, um, but is, is kind of all over the place helping. Um, and then Bright Axe, you take particular note. Um, you don't notice much, but when you do find it, find the, the, the marks of passing, um, you realize that there's a lot who have passed this way. And you look down, and you find... Here and there, you'll find a scrap of clothing, or you'll find, um, even in one case, you find uh, just a little bit of, like, a hunk of, of deadened skin that has come off onto a rock or a, a whatever passes for a tree branch down here. Um, and you'll, you realize there's a, a, a bit of a trail that kind of goes through. The earth down here is really kind of peaty and, and, and mossy and full of full of, you know, um, decomposing mushrooms, I guess, or whatever you you know, whatever you want to call that. But it's it's a really rich earth, which also means it's easy to see marks of passage. And you notice when there are marks, they are large marks. It's a a herd of twenty five, thirty five humanoids moving together at once. Okay. All right. Uh, you're going to keep that up for basically the rest of the day um, until you get to a point where you feel like you can rest. What kind of what kind of area are you looking for to rest in for the night? I'd like to find something um, that's a little secluded. Like, you know, you're walking down a cavern. There can be a little cutaway to the right or left if we can find something like that. Okay. That would give us a little bit of seclusion. Okay. So, Croker, make a uh, make an investigation check for me. Uh, you sure it's not perception? I'm positive. <laughs> Whoa! Natural twenty, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. I was so worried for a second there because it said B, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> fuck! Is that a natural one? I just screwed the pooch." <laughs> Um, you are seeing lots of little spots. And as you go to investigate them, like you just are far and wide of these guys. And, and the things that you spot are, you go, oh, there's, there's something moving over there. And you go to check it out to see if it's a threat. And it's really not. Or you're able to, you know, quickly handle it or dispatch it or, or scare it away. But as you're looking, you're also looking for places to stay. And as it gets on towards 9 o'clock or so, um, you do find a... a cave might be a strong word for it but it's definitely there's an indention in the side of like a hilly area that looks like on three sides at least is is covered from you know if you were to light a fire in there it would really only be visible from one side um and it's fairly well surrounded by rock it's fairly protected you feel like of the places you've seen today it's the best place to make camp perfect so are we doing that? 
Yes. Yep. I come okay. back. I let them know I found a spot. Okay. All right. So as you guys go to take your long rest, um, who's going to do what as far as staying up for watch and that kind of thing? I can take first watch. Okay. With somebody. I'll do it with Bardax. Okay. Oh, yay. It's Master Blaster. At it again. All right. So everybody else is going to bed down then. Are you starting a fire or are you eating cold? I find uh, we we better start a fire, I would think, because, well, it's going to alert everybody around us, so I guess eat cold. I'll eat cold. Anyone else? Anybody else have an opinion? No offense. Like, yeah, start a fire. A We're in the... I said eat cold like three times. I'm fine. Do we have anything to burn? Rusting. Uh, I might have something. Hold on a second. I might have a create bonfire cantrip. You've, you've uh, got a you've got a spool of endless yarn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got that, but as far as don't you have the druid uh, spell? Um, not prestidigitation, but druid craft. No, I don't. I don't have that prepared. You've, you, you've you've got the resources to build a fire. The question is, do you want to build a fire? There it is. Create bonfire. Rolthor is saying no. Okay. Yeah. And Meepa said no. I don't care. So no. Guys, there's no use to bring undue attention. We just saw footprints. I think Rolthor is right. Okay, then no fire. I thought you were asking for a fire. Okay. All right. So as all of you bed down, you have your rations. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to sleep. Part of the uh, part of the long rest is doing some study and things like that. But the two of you who are on watch together, Bright Axe and Meep, is there anything? Any kind of conversation you want to have, or is it just a typical watch? Um, Meep, what's what's this weirdness that you keep talking about, where you keep disappearing, or you going back? What is that? I just, I can't sleep, man. Every time I fall asleep, I wake up in the other place, like where I'm from. I'm like on a bed, there's this lady here I know, and she's like, Great, you're back. The experiment's working. I mean, it's like I thought I had escaped all that and was getting away from that, and then boom, I'm back in this other world, and I don't have any of my stuff, and you guys are already over there, and I just I can't sleep, man. It happens every time. I don't get That's... it. Something has changed. Certainly seems strange. Of course, this is all pretty strange right now. People coming from other worlds and big dragons trying to take things over. It's all very strange. Well, I just, I, I feel like I didn't, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just like, it's close. Like it's near me. Like I, I'm trapped a little bit, you know, like all of a sudden my old life is like <clears throat> pounding down on me again. And it's, it's got me kind of freaked out. I'm trying to it figure out why like it's it. going on. There's got to be a clue somewhere. I mean, something has had to have happened that's causing this. Mm. Like, what's, what's changed around us? Anything? We've been going deeper. Yeah, that's a point. That's all I can think of that's been different. Yeah. I mean, we stole that train. 
True. That was epic. And there was some there was some weirdness there that I don't know. Seems like this has been started after that. Yeah. Did those wizards we run into do any weird stuff to you? Oh no. Could that have been an issue? Remember, I mean, I had that night where we all had like weird dreams or something like that. Yeah, I know that. We never figured out what that was about, did we? I I have not figured out what that's about yet. I had very strange dreams of Myalski. Didn't you and like wake up with like a massive headache and like bleeding out of the nose or something? I don't know. I don't remember that. Chappy, did I wake up with <laughs> blood out of my nose and things? Um, I believe you, there were two of you, I think you were one of them, who had taken 25 points of psychic damage after the dream. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, I've had a few strange dreams on our trips, but none that left me either as unsettled or in as much pain. That was definitely different. Well, things have been different since all of that has happened. And all I know is I can't keep not sleeping. I think I have some ideas of what I need to do, but I need to have a little more time to, like, plan it out. You don't think it has something to do with Noodle Face over there, do you? (laughs) Well, I mean... Sorry, I found that funny. (laughs) That's a good point. Did I have my dream before Noodle Face? The dreams that you guys are talking about, and, and yes, where you had your first one, that was in that flop house in Toth after you guys had rescued Brightaxe. Okay. That very first one. That was well before you were even... Right. That was before you even found your way to the Underdark. Right. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to grow used to that guy. That and Krantha seems to like him, so he's, he's a decent judge of character. I mean, heck, he's hanging out with all of us. So it had to be before <laughs> that. Hmm, certainly strange. Have you had dreams since then? Not that I remember at the moment. Um, Do you even still want that old cow? I'm sorry, no offense or anything. I'm actually trying to be nice right now. Um, well, yeah, I I do still remember Alski fondly, uh, but I don't know as if... If everything that we're learning is happening, I'm not sure if there's going to be a world for me to go back to with my people unless I do something to stop this. I I understand that. That makes sense. There's a lot going on. I just wanted to know if you're still even interested in her. Mm, I think so. Um, I certainly, I certainly still think fondly of her. And as I, as I think of, you know, my, my goals, I started off just wanting to get some kind of fame or some kind of fortune to try to impress her. And now this has gotten much bigger and there's much more to everything we're doing than, than fame or riches. Well, you know, and there's something to be said for the fact that, like, 
Honestly, Bright X, how was she not impressed to begin with? I mean, from my standpoint, yeah, you definitely are a lot more impressive now, but you kind of always have been impressive. Couldn't she see that back then? Well, you see, Alski was the the chief's daughter. And I guess in our in our clan, I my father was the captain, the, the chief's first mate and friend for many, many years. But not I guess on the same level not for of the the same family and the same upbringing more of you know more of being uh, below them than you would ex- you would think so I, I guess I I feel the trying to overcome that difference is well, the challenge you know and then you got to think about the fact that, like, are you really going to want to saddle yourself with that type of, like, law and order or, or political pressures that come with that? I mean, you connect yourself with her, and you'll rise in rank. But with that, you think you're going to get more freedom, but you're not. You'll just be tied down by more rules. Is that really... Mm who you are you raise an interesting question there be i don't know i don't know there's a lot of beauty out there just make sure that you don't saddle the first one you see she's hardly the only uh woman i've seen but oh i thought you were still a oh i'm sorry oh meep oh meep no but i I, as i was to say uh you know six months ago i i might have said yes that is the life now seeing some of the world and seeing the dangers that may be coming I don't know anymore. Yeah. You, uh, no offense, you may have outgrown her a bit, bud. She may be the one that needs to impress you next. Hmm. Well, we'll see. There's many things, I think, in our future. But I still would like to try to see if I can find any of my people down here. Because whether or not it's done for impressing Alski... I think there's still something to be said for freeing my people from slavery. Agreed. All I'm right. Happy to help you with that. All right. So as you guys finish your watch, who's going to take next watch? I'll, I'll take, take second it. watch. Okay. <laughs> so Groker and Krantha, is there any discussion you guys would like to have? There doesn't have to be. I'm just offering. No, he's still trying to teach me how to meditate. Oh, okay. Last I remember. Okay. 
And I'll just question him a little bit. So we'll talk. We'll talk religion. We'll talk Kalimvor. Nothing. I'll take second watch with them, but I'm not going to be talking. Deep. I'm just going to be reading. Okay. So you're, you're still not sleeping. You're pulling a Quran thud. <laughs> okay. So you guys continue that discussion. And then the final watch, uh, the brothers are going to be on watch. Oh, um, Crown Thud and, uh, and Croker. Um, yes. Make perception checks, but make them with disadvantage. Oh, wait, no. No, do not. I lied. Okay. I lied. Don't worry about it. Oh, man, I rolled two 18s by accident. Oh, <laughs> I should have set my dice down instead of rolling them. Ah. Wasted them. Wasted. All right. Um, and then uh, Brothers um, brothers Dim, um, what are you guys doing? Yes, that is their new name. Thank you, DM. <laughs> you may now change your name from Mehist DM ever to Meh. Okay. Okayist. DM ever. Okayist. I've been promoted. Yay. I don't really have anything to say to my brother. I don't know. Never do. Nope, I don't. Not right now. I'm still thinking about what Kralt told us last time. And so, are you are you okay after? I mean, that thing ate you. I I mean, you got out obviously, but. Goodness, what what was it like inside there? <laughs> I, I've never been in the inside of a beast before, so I don't know how what it was like compared to anything else. It's, it was dark and wet. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I almost said it. <laughs> We're all biting that one, uh, biting that one I back. No examples. I just said. It. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, okay. No examples. Uh, that's yeah. good. No I examples that we spread, can talk about with the mic I had on. that spread once, and <laughs> yeah. he had a I was, parental. I was hoping. That. I was. I was hoping when when it ate you. I was hoping you know that you were going to be able to do your your fire bit. Because I figured that was going to be your only way out. Uh, it, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. If I didn't say it, it didn't worry me a little bit. There's nothing to worry about. The fire worked just fine. I know, I know but I, I just managed to get out. I know we have our differences, but I I, I do worry about you, you know. And I know we'll work things out sooner or later. Um, but... At some point, I'm sure you and I will sit down and talk. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Probably with Feralt, and then probably without him. More than likely with him. Meep, make a constitution saving throw. Uh, crap. Uh (laughs) Meep dies of dysentery. Uh, 11. Okay. You made that a disadvantage, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, we're all halfway decent. Okay. Um, Otham and Rolthor make a perception check with disadvantage. Ooh. 
13. Wait. Sorry. Uh, 10. I got 10. Okay. You're muted, Rolthar. Come on, man. I had a natural 20 on my first roll and a 16 on my second. Okay. Do you have a modifier on that 16? That that was with the modifier. Oh, that was with the modifier. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so Meep. Um, as the evening hours begin to uh, to wane and you're get you know you're snout deep in your book, um, you're really having difficulty keeping your eyes open, and you kind of start doing the head bob thing, and then your book just kind of leans forward on you, and pretty soon it's on your snout. Your snout's down your chest. The book's on top of your snout, and as has happened of late, you open your eyes with a start. Um, and realize you're being marched through a castle. And you look around, and you see the Gith scientist. She looks down at you. Um, and she says, oh, good, you're awake. Stand up. And you're on a gurney as they're marching you. I should have said that. You're on a gurney as they're pushing you. And so you kind of get up and, and stand up. And she says, here, make yourself, make yourself decent, and throws a wad of clothes at you. You take a break inside, kind of like a, just a door frame somewhere where you can change out of your, your, your scrubs and into clothes that look official. Uh, in fact, it's, it's, it's very close to uh, the official uniform um, of the Army of Abaxis. Uh, however, there are some subtle changes to indicate that, that you would be part of the spy ring portion of the Okay. Uh, there's also a halfling officer there with you of some sort um, who asks uh, if you'd like to see an old friend. He beckons you to follow him and you turn down a hall. You march across a courtyard. As you're going through the courtyard, you see a lot of gif, like two or 300 gif. And these are all and a bunch of gnolls as well and many goblinoids. And they're all, I mean, it's an enormous castle courtyard. Think like Red Keep on Game of Thrones large. Um, and they're all going about feverishly just doing the, the day's work. Some of them are hauling food. Some of them are butchering. Some of them are adjusting tax. Some of them are tanning. There's all kinds of stuff going on here. Uh, but they're working feverishly at the daily grind of castle life. Um, you cross to a far tower and enter it and realize immediately this is a prison tower. There are bars on the door. He has to check you in when you go inside. Um, and you can hear screams coming from each room as you pass them. You march up four or, fly, four or five flights of stairs and come to a door. The officer who's with you opens the look hole and tells you to take a look inside. I'm going to look. Okay. Inside, you see a filthy um, person. He's a, uh, oh, crap, the racist game. Who are the aqua people, the mer people? You see a filthy see one of them screaming in agony his blue skin is just it's such a light blue he just looks sick um and he's being tortured by another gith the officer looks at you the officer in the hallway with you the halfling looks at you knowingly and at meep and says well i'm sure you don't recognize him now but this is your friend royman thane this is what happens to traitors to the cause holy crap and he looks very deeply into your eyes the halfling does? Yes. Make an insight check. 
or a deception check, whichever's better for you. Perception or insight? No, deception. Deception. Um, yeah, deception, definitely. 16. Okay. He looks really deeply into your eyes, and then he just kind of breaks and kind of gives you his one eyebrow. His right eyebrow kind of cocks up. Hey, buddy, uh, I don't know what you're getting at, but uh, do you think this person would want to be in that position? You know me well enough to probably not want – I wouldn't want to be there. Are you kidding me? Eh, that's what he gets. He shouldn't have crossed the backs. He looks up at the woman. She looks at him and nods. Follow us. All right, let's go. And you go marching right back out of the tower. Uh, you march to the center of the castle courtyard and just stand there for a few minutes. And the scientist, she puts her hand on her shoulder and she says, are you ready to see him? Are you ever ready to see a Baxis? Let's just get this over with. All right. The halfling makes a gesture with his hand and the, the cobblestones that the courtyard is made up of start to turn different ways and some go up and some go down and pretty soon a, a kind of like when Harry Potter taps on Diagon Alley and all the bricks start to move until there's finally a, a hole, a rather large staircase opens up. Um, you go down the flight and then another um, yeah, and then another and then another until finally you stop near a group of kobolds about 15 stories down, or at least as near as you can tell about 15 stories down. They open a box that's suspended from a line and you all enter and you're slowly lowered down. The air starts to get steamier as you go into this pit, this massive pit, it starts to get steamier. Um, there's kind of a white mist or fog around you. Um, you can see different bits of kind of lightning lightened up here and there, little just bits of, of whatever. Um, just weird dark energy, light energy. Um, it's, it, and the air, it gets almost to the point where it's, it's very close into you. It's almost choking you. After what feels like forever is probably really about 300 feet, you stop on the rocky lip of a great pit. So you stop. And you can see before you, so this thing opens up and you could take a few steps out and then there's just this massive pit in the middle of the ground that you can't see into. You can only see the edges of it, but there's an impenetrable fog that goes, um, goes above it and just kind of rests there. The scientist woman and the halfling both kneel. I kneel too. You hear the words, who disturbs my rest? Echo across the chamber. The halfling to your right says, Grix, captain of your honor guard, mage slayer Bagatur, and agent of Abaxis Primoria. I bring with me Thera Blackscale, head of your Praetoriate Scientificum, and Meep, agent Minora, and breacher of worlds. We seek an audience with your magnificence to inform you of a breakthrough of sorts. And you see before you out of the fog rises a black head of a massive, massive dragon. Two horns coming out from the sides of its kind of like temples kind of come around to the front of its mouth. Speak. 
um, well, uh, I was sent to the world as, uh, as someone to investigate what was going on and help prepare the way for your army, Abaxis, uh, master. And while I was, while I was there, things got, I started to gather some magical abilities and one night I go to sleep and you I feel Grix's hand and reach over and squeeze your shoulder and you realize he's telling you to shut up. Okay. I just Grix looks talking. up. Grix looks up and says, the agent Minora Meep has through unknown means established a conduit to crossing at will. The black dragon's eye cocks up. He has a moment of awareness. Out of the mist, a white head rises. Unknown, but at will? This is a female voice. Grix, who is next to you, is significantly more uncomfortable. He, uh, he, he seems to be able to cross when he sleeps, your magnificence. We're still establishing how. Make a perception check, check me. Thirteen. You see just out of the corner of your eye, it's hard to tell, but these two were with you. So Thera's on the left, that's the scientist woman, mm -hmm. and Grix is on the right. Both of them, you, you feel like they're getting really nervous. They're starting to tremble a little bit. Okay. The blackhead looks at the whitehead, then turns and looks directly at you. And then a blue head rises. Oh. Also looking exactly at you. PML. Explain. Okay. At this point, do I have knowledge of dragons with multiple heads like this, colors? Would I be you, getting nervous? You mean Tiamat? Yes. <laughs> Would I be getting nervous? You'd be crazy not to be. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I, I wouldn't know if I had knowledge of that. So, yeah. I'm going to start to freak out. And Well, I... I, I don't have any control over this. It's just kind of something that happens to me. I, I fall asleep and I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but I, I, have a, I have a couple of experiments I want to try, but I just need more time. A green head rises and it comes right down to your level. And its nostril is as tall as you are. And you I can feel wet myself. You, you can feel the stink of her breath on you. Yep. Do I make you nervous, Agent? I am terrified. <laughs> and I just drop to both knees, head bat, head down. And then the red head rises. Good. It looks to Thera. Figure this out, or I feast on your entrails. You have a fortnight. The black head turns back to you. And you, Agent, never forget exactly where your loyalties lie. And in your mind, you see a flash of your sister's image as you knew her here. And you see a flash of her image as Duster Crack cross into your consciousness. Okay. And then all the heads recede, and you just see sparks of lightning. And the cavern goes silent. I, and that's where we're going to end tonight. Whoa. Cool.
Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, insight. Can I do an insight check on Grick and see if he had any clue that there was more than one head? Uh, I don't know that you'd have the wherewithal to do that. Okay. Um, no, that's fine. I mean, you can do it, but do it with disadvantage. Oh, trust me, it's already a disadvantage the way I roll on this guy. Yeah, I got a five in my first roll. So I think probably don't. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. Okay, that's where we'll end. So Abaxis is a freaking Tiamat. Not uh, a Tiamat, the Tiamat. The Tiamat. <laughs> Maybe, you don't know. Holy shit. All right. <laughs>